Now, I uh, began to get the inside track on this about 20 years ago. You know, God don't reveal things to you just all of a sudden because you can't take it no way. Because you may not know this, but you'll know it because I've got a glimpse of it twice, of heaven twice, and you'll know it. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I haven't seen all of it and all like that, but I have a glimpse of it twice. Two different manifestations. and So when you get to heaven, my... And no doubt about it, the first day you're in heaven, no doubt about it, you'll probably slap yourself right in the face, maybe 50 times. When you find out what the Bible says, and the Bible says that all, now this is what the Bible says, the Bible says that all the promises in the Bible are yours. God says all of my promises are yours. And he promises you several hundred things in the Bible. Do you ever read a book on the promises of God? He got several hundred promises in the Bible for you. And here we are, struggling around, trying to get a headache healed. You can, well, you can imagine what we've been taught. When you get to heaven, brother, and you'll see all the promises of God was yours, and you'll have them here on this earth. You'll say, you'll slap yourself right in the face and say, how stupid can I get? Well, you will. All the promises of God is yours. And we're still struggling, trying to get something from God, one thing from the Lord. Well, not only one thing, you can get several hundred things from God if you want them. And if you want them or not, it's your choice. You say, well, I want them. Yeah, but you have to come God's way to get them. You can't get them the way you want to. You have to come God's way to get them. Now, about 20 years ago, the Lord began to give me the insight on this. And if you listen tonight, you can find out exactly how you can be healed. If you're in this place and you're dying with cancer, lupus, bad kidneys, a bleeding liver, a bad heart, anything like that. If you listen a little while tonight, you can find out exactly how you can be healed. The Lord will heal you, but, but, but if you have to know how to get him to do it. The Lord will heal you. There's no question about that part. How many of you believe that Jesus could heal if he wanted to? Amen. Well, I've got great news for you tonight. He wants to. Amen. When does he want to, Norval? Well, what about tonight? Is that early enough? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, how do you get him to do it? All right, about 20 years ago, I began to get inside of this when he manifested himself to me one day and shocked me. When he called me to teach the Bible, and it shocked me. I didn't even know what he was talking about until he explained it to me. I told Ken Copeland about it. Down in Alabama. We went down in Alabama, Blue Lake, Alabama, Blue Lake, to have a meeting, men's meeting. I told Ken when I got there, I said, Ken, I want to tell you what a revelation I got from the Lord. I told him about it, and he said, that's amazing. He said, that is amazing, Noble. That is amazing. Now, this is the way it came to me. When you pray, it's amazing what will come to you. The Lord said, son, I want you to start. Now, listen to this. He said, son, I want you to start teaching the church and teaching my children how to talk. Well, now, if God told you that, you know, especially 20 years ago, you just come out about this church, I don't know what he's talking about. 
Oh, she started teaching my children how to talk. I said, what do you mean, Lord? He says, well, they don't know how to talk. He says, I tell them, I tell the church in my word, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. He says, my children don't obey that. He said, they don't talk to the mountain. He said, they want to talk to me about their mountains. Listen, which he said is unscriptural. God better isn't talking to you about your mountains. He don't have anything to do with mountains anyway. God don't have anything to do with your disease. He didn't put your disease upon you, your affliction. Anything you have to cause you harm didn't come from God. God does not put things on human beings to cause them harm. All the good things come down from the Father of lights. Meaning all good things come from God from heaven down to earth. My brother and sister, heaven is another world. It's not this world. Heaven is another world. And it's a world where God lives. It's a world where there is no defeat. That there is no sickness. And there is no blindness. And there is no bad colds. And there is no flu. There is nothing. Heaven is a world of perfection. Do you understand that? Well, if heaven is a world of perfection and you've been born again by the blood of Jesus, you've been born again by the Spirit of God, your name is written in heaven. And when your name is written in heaven, that means you're a citizen of that world. Heaven is another world. Heaven is not this world. It's another planet. It's another world. It's the only real world there is. All the other planets and all the other worlds, including this one, including you, came down out of heaven, came from heaven. Came from heaven by the mouth of God. God spoke planets into existence and spoke stars into existence and spoke the sun and moon, spoke this world and spoke you into existence. God speaks things into existence. The whole world, the whole universe, God speaks things into existence. If you're ever going to have anything, you will too. You'll speak it into existence and you won't have it. You can have some things, but I'm talking about big things. You can have some things by natural learning because you're a natural human being living in a natural world. But you have a spirit living inside of your natural body that's been reborn by the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of your natural body. That's where all the trouble comes in at. The Holy Spirit lives inside of your natural body. Once you accept Jesus and repent of your sins, He comes in to abide with you forever. To never leave you, never forsake you. And all He wants to do is sup with you all the time and you sup with Him. Sup with you all the time and you sup with Him all the time. God's number one driving motivation is not it's not to make you rich and it's not to heal your body and not to give you a miracle. God's number one consuming fire and desire within him is to have a relationship with you. Do you understand that? God wants you to accept his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, as your personal savior and repent of your sins and ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart. That's why Southern Baptists are 15, 000, 15 million members and all Pentecostals together is about 5 million. 
because they preach salvation all the time. They preach salvation to their dogs. You go to a Baptist church and you'll hear a salvation message, I guarantee you. You say, you believe God blesses the Southern Baptist churches? Yes, I know he does. Why? Because they preach salvation all the time. And they preach it scripturally too. Southern Baptist preachers are not flaky preachers. They're good men and preach their gospel of salvation. Do you understand that? Well, they do. I'm telling you they do. <clears throat> I was born Baptist all my life. <clears throat> you said, but well, I'm saved, though, and filled with the Spirit, and I love the Lord, and, 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 uh, uh, and I, I need to be healed by the normal. I need a miracle in my body, normal. I need a miracle in my body. The doctor says, I'm going to die. <clears throat> I need a miracle in my body. I need a new liver. Uh, do you think I ought to go to Baptist church? If you want to die, yes. <laughs> sure. But no, but I've got, got a brother that's a drunk. He needs to get saved. I've been praying for him for years. You think I would take him to the Southern Baptist Church to get saved? Yeah. I would advise you. They preach it all the time. Sometimes Pentecostal churches will go for three or four months and never preach salvation. If you have a sinner and you want to get them saved quick, preach them, take them to the Baptist church because they they preach salvation every service. Every service, every service. But if you want to be healed, I wouldn't say Jesse go there. I wouldn't say Jesse go there if you even feel bad. <laughs> not to be healed because you're not going to get healed. Everybody gets what they preach. Every church gets what they comes out of their mouth. God gets what comes out of his mouth. Every church, every congregation, they get to enjoy everything that comes out of the pastor's mouth. You need to check up on your pastor, people. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because that's the only thing you're going to get from God. Because most people go to church, they you believe what he says. Well, but he don't believe, he believes normal that the Lord, he, he knows I have a bad liver and the doctor says I'm going to die with my bad liver. And he, he, they're praying and he believes that the Lord heals, you know, sometimes, some people. Well, honey, you might as well, I hate to tell you this, but you might as well find another church because if you don't, you'll die. Because if you believe that way, the devil will always tell you that you just happen to be one of those that's not his will to heal. Every time. You can't leave no loopholes to the devil, my brother and sister. You understand what I'm saying to you? You can't leave any loopholes for the devil and no ifs and buts and maybes. In the word of God, in the book of Hebrews, and in believing towards God, there is no buts and there is no babies and there is no hopes and there is no wonderings. You either believe it or you don't believe it and there's no in between. You understand what I said to you? You either believe it or you don't believe it and there's no in between. I want you to teach my children how to talk. They don't talk to mountains. They don't talk to me about the mountains. And I tell them, whosoever means anybody shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Anybody can say cancer. Hey, cancer, I'm talking to you. You can't kill me. I command you in Jesus' name, 
Remove yourself from me, cancer. Hey, cancer, go from me. You have to talk the way the cancer can hear you. Well, no, but I know somebody we prayed and we believed and they died. Well, no wonder you prayed. No wonder they died, you prayed. Oh, really? What about them? What did they say? Did they talk to the mountains? No. You never see nobody die of the disease if they get on their knees like this and worship the Lord. You show me any cancer patient, any lupus patient, anybody else. And every morning, if they will get on their knees, not because you have to coach them and tell them to on their own. But normal, the church they went to, they never taught to worship the Lord. <laughs> well, he said that, right? I went to church all my life and nobody ever taught me to worship God. And what Holly told you tonight, every word of it is true, so help me God. God delivered them out of the fire furnace because they wouldn't bow their knees to a false god. That's why he did it. They, they refused to bow their knees to a false god. And if you'll just worship the Lord every morning, and then when you get through worshiping the Lord, <clears throat> the doctor says you're going to die with cancer. When you get through worship the Lord first, don't ask him for anything. See, understand this. Jesus is not just. Now, I want you to leave this in the same context I presented to you. Jesus is not just a gimme, 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 Jesus. Gimme, 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 Jesus. I want this, Jesus. Gimme, gimme this. And gimme, gimme help. And gimme and gimme some money, Jesus. And gimme joy, Jesus. And gimme, 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 gimme. Oh, I don't know why I made this happen. Lord, but just gimme, gimme this. And Lord, I come to you now because I don't know what I've done to cause this terrible thing to come upon me. But oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I'm seeking you. Gimme, 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 Jesus. Oh, Lord, help me. Gimme, 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 Jesus. Now, it is true that the Lord Jesus Christ is a gimme Jesus, but he's not just that. Remember the word I said, I used just, just, he's not just that. He's a God that wants to be worshipped, first of all. First things first! You better learn to put first things first. I'm telling you, you better learn to put first things first. Go back to your first love. You're not going to get God to do a lot of things for you if you don't go back to your first love. And learn to worship him. It's very simple, people, to bow down on your knees or lay in your bed when you wake up in the morning. You just hold your hands up like this. This is not hard to do. And just worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. As upstairs while I go, just get a little bit of rest before we come down. Before I go to take a shower, I just want to worship the Lord a little bit. I just start worshiping the Lord. Oh Lord Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. And just worship the Lord. Did you ask him for anything? I don't think so. I just worship the Lord. Sometimes it's okay to worship the Lord. It's okay to ask the Lord for things after you worship him. But you can't go around people trying to make God fit to your faith and fit to your approach to him. You have to study the Bible and find out. Listen to me closely. You need to study the Bible and find out how a human being can be can please the Lord. What can I do in the New Testament to please the Lord Jesus Christ? Say, Jesus, I belong to you, and I don't belong to the world, and I don't belong to the devil. I belong to you, Jesus, and I belong to the church, and I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. What can I do, Jesus? I'm going to study the Bible, Lord, to find out what can I do to please you.
Well, you'll find out, first of all, you'll find this out from the Ten Commandments. You'll find out, first of all, that you, you will please the Lord first by worshiping Him. That means loving Him with all thy heart and all thy mind and all thy soul. That's what loving Him means, worshiping Him. And then you'll find out the second thing that pleases God is a person to be a giver. Loving thy neighbor as thyself. In fact, the Lord Jesus Christ in the second commandment is as great as the first. That's the reason I respect Jack's ministry like I do is because you just cannot love those kind of human beings to take up hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of your time week after week after week after week the beaten down humanity that nobody cares about nobody wants to help <clears throat> and basically nobody can help <clears throat> because I hate to tell you this but the average church can't help them say no, say no, no, no point I'm coming to you because the average church can't help them the average believer can't help them the average believer in the average church in America cannot help a deformed person they cannot have a, a schizophrenic. They cannot have a manic oppression person. They just can't help them. I mean, your little prayer, <laughs> your little prayer that you pray for them is not going to help them. Now, it's good to pray, but you got to do a lot more than that. They have to be trained, my brother and sister, in pitch training. I mean intense training, undivided attention, undivided attention. He has to walk on a person and stand in front of their face and say, and they look off and say, don't look off, look at me. Don't look off and let your mind think about nothing except what I'm telling you. Don't look off. You're going to die. Don't look off. I don't care if a bird chirps outside. Don't listen to it. The devil will use anything to get your attention away from what I'm telling you. Because those kind of people, if you don't, you know, it's just the way it is. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In fact, I saw Jack's ministry one year in Cleveland, Tennessee, but he was there for about three years. I saw him and his wife get 14 people. Now, a lot more than 14, a lot more than 14. But 14 people he got set free by God's spiritual hospital, 14 of them enrolled in the Bible college. 14 of them, 14 of them moved to Cleveland, Tennessee and enrolled in the Bible college. 14 of them in one year. Blessed be God forever. And I mean, you talk about beating down humanity. Dear God, I mean, they don't have anybody to help them, man. People of that nation, they don't have anybody to help them. You understand what I'm saying to you? They don't have anybody to help them. They don't have anybody to help them. Well, they can go to the church. No, they can't. They've already been to 14,000 churches. They ain't going to get no help there. They're not going to get any help there. You understand that, the majority of them. You have to, have, you have to give intense training to people of that nature. God laid him out in Canada flat of his back. For about two hours in the spirit world and God told him to come and travel with me and pay his own expenses for six weeks and sit on the front and listen every service 
and every word that I said to him and watched the Holy Spirit work for six weeks. And he called me up and he did that. He came and traveled with me and paid his own way for six weeks. Sat right there on the front, as far as I remember, every service. And listened to every word. And watched the Holy Spirit work. Just like I'm teaching you tonight, he listened to that. For six weeks he listened to it. You can go with me for six weeks, I guarantee you. If you'll go with me for six weeks, I'll get the truth into you. I mean, you, you can just see a bruised spot and you'll start talking to it. No, you don't! No, you don't! I want to accept that! No, you don't! You know what Holly told you about the, the, the blisters on her hands? Did you see you know what Holly told you about the blisters? That's the way you do it. She's been hearing me teach that ever since she was a little bit, ever since she was born. Now you can tell that she's got it. I'm telling you that she's got it. The girl's got it. I didn't give it to her. She just, the Lord picked it up. She, she got it inside of her. Sit there, listen, you know. And you see, she's saying tonight. And where's she, where she sitting tonight? She's sitting on the front. She does it all the time. She's not one of you singers that sings and goes to the back and talks to life and goes to the bathroom all the time. She always goes and sits on the front right there. She used to think she goes and sits. I want to give you 15 cents for a singer that sings and goes to the bathroom all the time. Or oh, goes to the back and never comes back, you know. And Oh, well, I've gave them my ministry. I've let them see me. <laughs> uh, give me a break. Who wanted to see you to begin with? You old ugly thing. You, who wanted to see you to begin with? But brother, she sat there and got the word of God inside of her. And that's the reason she's God now. God now is, well, you can tell she's called. You believe she's called on him? Tell me about it. Brother, you can tell when a person's called. I'm telling you, you can tell when a person's called. Yeah, and anointed too, anointed and called. I've seen her stand and sing one little simple song in tears to me under her face like this, and the Holy Spirit just start working out in the congregation, working out in the congregation. She was up in Honolulu sometime ago, I don't know, not last year, but year before last, wasn't it, Holly? And I was speaking in a church one morning to, what was it, 23 people? He said, 23 people? Do you go to church with 23 people? Well, in Honolulu I do. They have lots of them, 23 people. We got one church, other 2,500. I go to the big churches and the small ones, both. And so I spoke with her one morning, and she was there, and I started giving an invitation, and the Lord checked me. He said, uh, <clears throat> uh, no, no, wait, 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 wait a minute. I, 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 I ended, and I gave an invitation, and one woman came forth. One woman came forth and standing there. And so I <clears throat> walked over to her, you know, and the Lord checked me. Said, wait a minute. How, listen to this now. Have Holly come and minister a song to her. I said, Holly, the Holy Ghost, would you come up here and sing a song to this woman? Minister a song to her. Well, anytime you ask Holly something like that, she never questions. She, she, she never says, wonder, well, what do you want me to sing? Well, I don't know if I can sing that or not. No, well, you know, I don't. She never says a word. She just does it. Do you know what I mean? And she just, she should come up and started singing a song to that woman. And I stood here and watched this. And the Holy Spirit came up on that woman and totally absolutely melted her totally healed her standing right there totally healed her standing right there at the church 
And she sobbed and she sobbed and she sobbed and she sobbed. And the blessing of God from that woman began to flow into the congregation. Blessed be God forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. You have to watch yourself by, by becoming this great big evangelist and uh, a little 15-year-old girl that's got a anointed singing ministry and you bypass them. So, oh well, I'm here. So what you're here? What does that mean? God might not want to use you every time. <clears throat> if God wants to use a 15-year-old girl to sing a song to somebody and heal them, rather than you lay hands upon them, let him do it. Just let him do it, that's all. God can do anything he wants to do. And he won't ever, he, but he won't ever do that unless your ministry is anointed like that. Your, your ministry has to be anointed to that degree. Anointed to that degree in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever. <clears throat> I said, Lord, what do you mean teach your people how to talk? He said, they don't want to talk. I, I, said, I said, Jesus, I don't even know what you mean myself. What do you mean teach your people how to talk? He said to me, did you ever hear anybody hold a conversation with the flu? I said, a conversation with the flu. A conversation with the flu. I said, no, Lord, I never heard nobody hold a conversation with the flu. Then I, the Holy Spirit ministered to me on what I just said. I never heard, no Lord, I never heard anybody hold a conversation with the flu. I never heard anybody hold a conversation with cancer. I never heard anybody hold a conversation with a bad back. I never heard anybody hold a conversation with a bad liver. I never heard anybody hold a conversation with a mountain. And the Lord said to me, those things that's wrong with the people, son, are their mountains. Those people, those things that's wrong with people, that is their mountains. Now that you in the congregation, not that you've been looking for a long time, how to be healed. How can I get God to heal me? Well, you're going to learn tonight exactly how to do it. Get this tape and play it over and over again when I'm teaching you tonight. Play it over and over and over again. Now, see, I knew I was going to teach on this before I came up here. I didn't know what Holly was going to do, but what she did, I was just, that's the reason I was agging her on because God had just gave it to me to teach on it tonight. And here she gets up here and starts doing the same thing. And I didn't tell her nothing. She didn't know I was going to do that. Isn't the Holy Ghost wonderful? He said, Brother Robert, is that in the Bible? I said, Oh, yeah, it's in the Bible. <clears throat> I was one time in full gospel businessman, Dr. Keller, in Indianapolis, Indiana. They had booked me, usually full gospel businessmen, a lot of times they'll book me to be a night speaker to give my testimony. Sometimes to hold a healing service, but sometimes they ask me to give my testimony, they ask me to give my testimony, I do. And then sometimes they'll book me to be the teacher for the convention, or teach some for the convention. All depends on how they have it set up because I like to teach. And I taught an afternoon session at Indianapolis, Indiana for the Full Gospel Businessmen's Convention. And when I got through teaching like this, I just closed my Bible, walked out of the auditorium, you know, and I'm walking down like this, you know, in the lobby of the hotel, come out, I just came out of the ballroom. 
the door of the ballroom, started in like a hallway down towards the lobby, and I'm walking like this with my Bible, and all of a sudden the lady says, a voice said over here, a woman's voice said, uh, Mr. Hayes, she said, I don't believe what you teach. I said, oh really? I said, don't worry about it, neither does, neither does the devil. And she says, well, the reason I don't believe it is because it's not true. Oh, I said, it's not true. I said, okay. Now you're talking like you know a lot. All right. Let's you and me make a deal. I kind of took a few steps toward her. I said, let's you and me make a deal, my sister. Now, first of all, if you tell me what I taught this afternoon that wasn't in the Bible, first of all, I'll apologize to God. Then tomorrow afternoon, I'll apologize to the convention when I teach and tell them I'm sorry. Then I'll apologize to you and tell you that I'm sorry. Because God called me to teach the Bible, not some off-the-wall stuff. I says, now, okay, go ahead and tell me what I've taught this afternoon that's not scripture that was not in the Bible. Tell me. She says, well, I don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? You just got to be making a bold statement not to know anything. She says, well, I don't know. I says, well, why, why would you stop a teacher at a convention and make a statement like that when you don't know anything? If you don't know what you're talking about, why would you stop me? Well, she said, I stopped you because what you teach don't work. Oh, I said, now then you're saying, well, I don't know that you taught anything but it wasn't in the Bible, but what you teach don't work. So you're saying the Bible don't work. Well, I, no, I didn't say that. I said, oh, yeah, you did. Oh, sure you did. Always remember, when you know what you're talking about, don't let human beings humiliate you. I could come out of a meeting, I could come out of a meeting, and, and three lawyers could be standing out there, and the mayor could be standing out there, and, and, and a judge could be standing out there, and, and Billy Graham could be standing out there, and they could all stop me and say, well, now, 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 Mr. Hayes, we don't believe what you taught. I said, who cares what you believe? Right. Oh, you would? I said, yeah, I would. You said that, right? I said, who cares what you believe? I said, now, if you would tell me what I thought that wasn't in the Bible, I said, then I'll apologize to God. I said, but I can care less what you believe. I'm interested if Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John believes it or not. I'm not interested in what you believe. I'm interested if the Bible believes it or not. If it's in the Bible. I'm not going to teach nothing that's not in the Bible. She said, well, Mr. Hayes, I says, uh, she says, uh, 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 this is the reason that I say this is because my husband died, I think she's at the age of 42, 41 or 42, with cancer. I said, so? Well, she said, but she said we prayed and, and we believed. A lot of people pray and I prayed and we prayed and we believed the Lord was going to heal him. Right down until he took his last breath, and he believed that the Lord was going to heal him. He believed that the Lord was going to heal him until he took his last breath. Right down to his last breath, he believed that the Lord was going to heal him. And and, and and we prayed, and me and a lot of my friends prayed, and we believed the Lord was going to heal him. And he died. 
She says, now see, I said, now I believe what you teach. I said, well, and all of a sudden when she said that, the Lord gave me a scripture. Now listen, listen to this, listen. And the Lord said, flag her down. She's on the wrong road. Flag her down with this scripture. Now tonight, sitting there in your seat here at this meeting, if you're buffeted with some kind of an affliction or some kind of disease or you're buffeted with things you don't supposed to have and you just can't seem to get rid of them, uh, you're on the wrong road. Now, don't mean you're not a good Christian. You're on the wrong road. You need to let me flag you down and get you on another road. If I can get you on another road, a road of truth, you say, well, no, I love the Lord, Noble. I said, no, 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 it's a, this has nothing to do with loving the Lord. I'm sure you love the Lord. It's evident you love the Lord or you wouldn't be here. You know, you wouldn't be in this place. You wouldn't be in this commission if you didn't love the Lord. Because we don't represent the devil here. We try to praise the name of Jesus here and worship him. But uh, she says, well, my husband died. And the Lord gave me a scripture. She says, flag her down with a scripture. Of course, I picked up what she said anyway. He, my husband prayed, and I prayed, and my friends prayed, and the whole family prayed, and we believed, and my husband believed that the Lord was going to heal him right until he took his life. But now get this straight. Look at me, church. Look at me. The Lord is not going to heal anybody. First of all, your believing is unscriptural. So when your believing is unscriptural, always remember this. When your believing is unscriptural, then you don't get the attention of God. He just sits there. And let you pray until your teeth falls out. And he don't do anything. The Lord is not going to heal anybody. The Lord has already healed you. He has the straps on his back to prove he's paid the price. It's up to you now to accept him as your healer. And talk like he is your healer. And talk like he is healing you now. That's your responsibility. It's not, well, I'm trying to pray in a way where I can get God to make up his mind, to have mercy upon us, to come in this room and heal this person. There's no such thing as that. Amen. Forget it. Totally unscriptural. There's no such thing as that. Jesus said, well, Jesus said, well, I'll do for one, I'll do for the other. So the Lord says, flag her down. I said, okay, lady. I says, you have your Bible right there? She said, yes. I said, turn your Bible, please, to Mark eleven twenty three. So she turned her Bible. I guess, same thing in Matthew 21, 21. Uh, Matthew 21, 22. But I said, turn your Bible to Mark eleven twenty three. She said, okay. She turned her Bible. I said, now, follow me real close because the Lord, see, the Lord will always flag you down with the scripture. I said, now, follow me real close. I said, this is what, I said, you, you believe Jesus, don't you? She said, oh, yeah, I believe Jesus. She said, I love the Lord. All right, she said, I said, Jesus says right here. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. And the Holy Spirit always shows you how to teach it to them so they'll get it. <clears throat> and I said, See? There you are. She says, What do you mean that I am? I, I don't see that. I said, what do you mean you don't see nothing? She said, I don't see, what do you mean? I don't see anything. I said, oh, okay. I said, now look, look down again. 
follow me real close. Now, you believe Jesus, don't you? She said, yes. I said, you love the Lord, don't you? She said, yes. I said, okay, I'll take you a step further. Look at the bottom part of verse 22, the last four words. Jesus said in red letters right here, it says, have faith in God. I said, you know what God is? She says, yeah. I said, no, you know what God is to you? Well, he loves me. I said, God is the Bible. First chapter of the book of John tells you that. I am the Word. I was the Word. I am the Word, and I'll always be the Word. Forever, and forever, and forever. And so I've sent my Word to heal you. Now you might say, no, but what'd you kick for? I didn't see nothing there. What'd you kick for? I didn't see anything you kicked. I did. I did. Go ahead, take God. God is the Bible. God is the Word. If I've sent my Word to heal you, now I've told Jack over and over and over and over and over again, just like I've told you, Jack. I don't care how much you and Simone stand there for hours and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and teach until your brain nearly falls out. Teach and teach and talk and talk and teach and teach and talk and talk. I said, Jack, if you and Simone, if you can't get a person to repeat what you're teaching them, they're not going to get no permanent help. Now the Lord might manifest himself that week and move upon them and help them to a certain degree. But they're not going to get no permanent help unless they repeat what you're telling them. <coughs> they have to repeat on their own. It, it takes days to get people to do that. They have to repeat what you're saying. They're going to have total freedom. In Jesus' name, I am free. Amen. Oppression gone from me. I will live and not die. All kinds of things. You've got to teach them how to talk. I said, so look down, I said, she says, have faith in God. Now, my sister, that means have faith in the Bible. She says, I said, you have faith in the Bible, what Jesus says? She said, yeah, I said, all right, listen closely. Jesus says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say on this mountain, be thou removed. I said, glory to God, isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord. And she says, I don't see nothing. She says, what do you mean isn't that good? Praise the Lord. She says, I, what do you, uh, I, I don't see anything. I says, what, what do you mean? I said, now you see why your husband died, don't you? She says, no, I don't. I said, you don't see why your husband died? She says, no, I don't. I said, oh. Let's go over it again. I said, now lady, now don't, I don't want to act like a smart lady. I said, let me ask you a question. You do understand English, right? <laughs> she says, yeah, I understand English. I said, well, all right. She's, she's checking. And just follow me real close. I'll make it slow this time. 
Jesus said, now you believe Jesus too, right? Oh yeah, I believe Jesus, all right. He said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. I said, now then, that's why your husband died. I said, see? She says, no, I don't see anything, Mr. Hayes. I don't see nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't see nothing. What do you mean that I see? Use his name, son. Use his name. That's all right. Okay. Okay, lady. All right. What's your husband, what, was your, what was your husband's name, honey? I said, I want to help you if I can. I said, anybody that's got little enough sense as you have to stop somebody and scream at them and, all, and I don't believe what you say. I said, I, I've, got, I've got little enough sense to take up a lot of time with you and help you. So what is your husband's name? So she told me her husband's name. Let's say it's John Smith. I said, all right. Now, do you believe the Bible is written for everybody? She said, yeah. I said, okay. All right, and I'm going to leave out some words in the scripture, and I'm going to put your husband's name in there. She says, oh. I said, all right, now follow me. Jesus is talking. I said, do you believe the Bible was written for you? Do you believe the Bible would work for your husband if he believed it? She says, oh, yeah, I believe the Bible would work for anybody. I said, all right. Jesus said, for verily I say unto John Smith, that John Smith shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. She said, I said, You don't get it? She says, Get what? <laughs> well, by that time I wanted to do like this on top of her head. <laughs> then I saw it. And I saw it. I said, okay, okay, I got it. I got it from the Lord. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. All right, now then follow me, lady. Follow me. Look down. She says, For verily I say unto John Smith, that John Smith shall say unto this cancer, Be thou removed. When I said that, it got her attention. She backed up and she went. <laughs> and while she's staring at it, I says, Now, Mrs. Smith, let me ask you one question. Just one question. Did, now listen closely. Now listen to me, this will rescue you. Did you ever hear John Smith, your husband, talking to the cancer? And saying, be thou removed. She said, no, sir. And then she became normal. She wasn't normal until that time. 
She was a happier woman. She's mad at me. But at that moment, she became normal. And with a soft voice, she said, No, Mr. Hayes. I never saw, I never heard my husband talking to a cancer. I said, do you see it? She said, the tears in her eyes, she said, After staring for quite some time at the truth, which God's word is always the truth, so help me God. She looked at me and she says, Mr. Hayes, God, she said, do you mean to tell me that that we were only one verse of scripture away from his healing? I said, now, Sister Smith, what does it say? I'm not the judge of your husband, and I'm not the judge of nothing. God didn't make me a judge. God is the judge. God don't need anybody to judge him. God's word don't need to be judged. It holds its own, brother. God's word holds its own of truth and victory in the worst of circumstances on this earth. God's word will speak loud and strong with beauty, with light, with victory under any circumstance if you have an unwavering faith. And you'll just simply obey the Lord Jesus Christ and what he said to you. She says, Oh no, oh no, oh no. She said, Mr. Hayes, don't tell me that we were on the one verse of scripture. She says, My precious husband could be living right now. Right now. She said, I'm still a young woman. I said, yeah, I know you are. My husband could be so living right now because of one verse of scripture. I said, Well, I'm still not the judge, but let me ask you a question. Do you see it? Do you see it good? She's like, and finally she went, She cried and she cried and she cried and she cried and she cried.
One verse of scripture can save your home, you know. One verse of scripture can save your family. One verse of scripture can save your life. The Bible, my brother and sister, is a lifesaver. Jesus is a life giver. After she got through crying, she's probably one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met in my life. She looked at me. Said, Mr. Hayes, God, oh God, how can you ever forgive me? She says, Brother Hayes, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I have no business judging you. I was trying to judge what you were teaching for what happened to my husband. So would you please forgive me? I said, oh yeah, I'll forgive you. Sure. I said, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Don't hold anything against you. I said, do you see it? Should I see the truth? Mm-hmm. Your husband did not do that. What Jesus said for you to do, your husband did not do it. Is that right? She said, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. She said, Mr. Hayes, if, if he hadn't done that, and obey Jesus and obey this right here. He would still be living, wouldn't he? I said, uh huh. Yeah, he would be. Why would he be? Because the cancer would disappear. Will disappear. Just like the blisters disappeared on uh, Holly's body. Just like Jesus taught me when he pulled me out of my body and went to heaven about the growth of my daughter's body. I prayed for five years they didn't disappear. But the Lord taught me in heaven how to do this. But now he taught me a step further. He said, I want you, he said, if, he used the word if, he said, if you will curse the roots of those growths in your daughter's body. In other words, let me speak to you just every day, this regular old Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana language. Is that all right? Kentucky language. He just, Jesus told me, <clears throat> He said, uh, in other words, if I was you, if I was you, my son, I, if I was you, this is everyday Tennessee language, you know. I mean, if I was you, and it was my daughter, I, would, I wouldn't put up with those gross. I just wouldn't put up with them. 
But see, Jesus knows the truth. When he said that to me, I said, what do, what do you mean, Lord? What, 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 what do you mean? He said, well, if you would, if you would curse the roots of them in, in my name, they'll die and just disappear. No, wait a minute, though. He said, if you would grieve and not doubt. Now, listen to me. That's the reason I expressed this. Son, don't doubt. Don't doubt me, son. Don't doubt me. If you'll curse the roots of them in my name, and you command them, and you talk to them and command them, get off of my daughter's body. And you can't stay up and believe and not doubt. He said, they'll disappear. They'll go. And then he reminded me that before I left, he said, now curse the roots of them just like I cursed the roots of the fig tree and it died. He used the fig tree scripture. So, brother, that's the reason I say all the time that Matthew 21, 22, Matthew 21, 21 and 22 is two of my favorite scriptures. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, how could I be a shooter that normal? Will everybody say, Jesus yes. is, truth. is truth. Nothing but the truth. So help me God. Say, so if Jesus told me something, I would believe it. Now then, follow me closely. Let me read that one verse to you all the way through. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart now everybody say my mouth Listen. but shall believe that those things which he saith he saith he saith he saith not just believe, but he saith. He shall have things he saith shall come to pass. Shall come to pass. What things he saith shall come to pass. Jesus said, He shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall possess. He shall own. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Yeah, I've got some stupid evangelists going around the country now making statements like this. Oh, well, you know, uh, you know how it is. That name it and claim it bunch. Well, I've got news for his squirrely mind and yours both, if you say that. I would like to be president of the name it and claim it bunch. <laughs> I cast my name in the ballot box for our president. I'm the name and claim it bunch. I can prove it to you from the Bible. If you don't name it and you don't claim it, you won't be re you won't be receiving it. Do you get that? Next time you hear somebody make fun of a name and claim it bunch, go ah. <laughs> 
And he stopped and says, what's wrong with you, lady? She says, oh, well, uh, what you said like it made me vomit. Oh. <laughs> My brother and sister, please look at me for a minute and let me beg of you this week, all week long. Don't believe something because a preacher preaches good. Don't believe something because an evangelist dresses nice. Don't believe something because he's a good man and anointed in one area but comes along and makes fun of another area. Don't get all involved in his making fun areas of the Bible. Don't get involved in that because if you do, you'll have to pay for it. But how you puts it like this. Just learn, have as much sense as an old cow, learn to eat the hay and leave the sticks. <laughs> because there's no such thing as perfect preachers. No such thing as perfect human beings except Jesus. So if you can hear something that you don't believe, just, just start. <laughs> just act like a little bird. Just let your mind go off somewhere else until he gets back on the truth. You may be a good man, see, but learn to eat the hay and leave the sticks. That sounds like Bill Hagin, don't it? Learn to eat the hay and leave the sticks. That's what he says. And of course, that's the truth. I believe it. If you eat the hay and leave the sticks, that means eat the good things, he says. The things, scriptures he makes fun of or speaks light of or don't know. Uh, just brother mm -hmm. give me a break I can have whatever I say oh yeah you said that right what does it say you have whatever you say Blessed be the, now let me see all of you people that come here men and women both that came here to get healed of something or receive a miracle or receive a miracle in some part of your body or get healed of a certain area of your body now of course this week we're going to lay hands on you Charles and Francis Hunter will lay hands on you T.R. he lays hands on everything that don't move, don't he, Jason? And he lays hands on you real heavy. He's like a shambok style. You know? I have worship on you myself and kind of easy like, you know. But uh, T.R. and shambok, there is no mercy in them. <laughs> ah! I said, shambok, you're knocking on people in the head. You know what he told me? I told him, I said, shambok, I said, you're knocking on people in the head. He said, no, he says, brother. He says, when I lay all number two on them, he says, I expect them to get it one way or the other. <laughs> That's what he told me. <laughs> I never forget him telling me that. He says, when I lay all number two on them, I expect them to get it one way or the other, either from God or me, one. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Shamrock, you're as wild as a bat, man. <laughs> oh, blessed be God forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. Now then, over into your prayer life. This ball's over into your prayer life before I close. And turn with me, please, to Matthew chapter 21. I've got two verses I want to read you. Matthew 21, the, the same thing. Matthew's version backs this up. Glory to God forever. These are, these are about two of my favorite verses in the Bible, probably. Because these are two verses on it that I use, basically, uh, for you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Jesus cursed the fig tree. Remember one day? He came back and it was dead. And the disciples said to him, notice verse 20. I'm, verse 21 and 22 is my favorite verses, but verse 20. This is what he told me when I was in heaven. He told me this about how he was on his ghost on his body. Verse 20 says, And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? And Jesus said to them, in verse 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, that's the same thing he told me, the Lord didn't tell me that Zona's ghost was going to be removed. He told me what to do and told me if I would do it and believe and not doubt, there would be. And I did it. And they, did, and they left in 40 days. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which was done to the fig tree, but also if, same thing Jesus told me, he says, if you will. Also, if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. That makes me want to shout, it shall be done. If you shall say to this cancer, hey cancer, I'm talking to you. Remove yourself from my body in Jesus' name. And you believe and not doubt, the Lord God said it shall be done. Every day. It don't just mean cancer. Now then take stock of something you have. Take inventory of your body. I got a long list here. You want me to read it to you? Everything's wrong with me? No, have mercy upon me. Give me a break. If you have a long list, take your inventory list of your body and everything that's wrong. Put it down like this. Make your several copies. Put one in the bathroom, one on top of your pillow, one that you're in the dining room. Put one everywhere you go. And several times a day, put one in the chair you set in the living room. Put one by the lamp. <clears throat> And several, uh, several times a day. I am talking to you, bad blood. In Jesus' name. And I command you, blood in my body, come become normal in Jesus' name. All infection in the blood, remove yourself from my blood. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and my blood become normal. Now, after you do this one time, then you sit down and say, Jesus, I want to thank you for making my blood normal and making my blood pure. I want to thank you for removing, removing all affliction from my blood. My blood is normal in Jesus' name. Jesus said, Be thou cast into the sea, it shall not die in his heart. It shall be done. It shall be done. If you shall save this mountain, be thou removed. It shall be done, Jesus said. And anything that's wrong with you, listen to me closely, I don't care if your pocketbook is empty. Anything in your life tonight sitting there that's not existing inside and enjoying the abundant life 
Now listen to me closely. You need to start giving that area attention and do something about it. The blessings of God does not come upon you automatically. If you're waiting for a financial blessing or waiting for a physical healing, you'll be waiting next time I see you. Why don't you talk to the devil concerning your money if you're broke? Say, well, no, brother, well, I'm broke. Well, what are you going to be broke for? Well, I don't know, Norma. I just don't have no money. You know what I mean? I don't have no money. I don't have no money. Well, you can talk, can't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> Say, devils, I'm supposed to be living the abundant life. Satan, I take authority over you. Jesus said I could bind you up. I bind you up, devils, from working against my money. My money. I command you turn my money loose. I command my money to, my money to come into me to pay all of my bills and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars left over to spread the gospel with and buy me and my family what I want. Stupid people say hundreds. <laughs> Now, if I tell you the truth, won't you get mad at me? No. Please don't get mad at me, people, because I didn't write the Bible, but please don't get mad at me. You know, the Bible will make you mad sometimes. And so you, you, you won't get mad at me if I tell you the truth, will you? See, stupid people say hundreds, and dumb people don't say anything. <laughs> dumb means you don't say anything. Just, I'm just doing you know, <laughs> Why don't you say something? Say something. I don't know what to say. Well, if you're broke, why don't you say something to you to, to, the, to the money God has for you? Why don't you say something to the money God has for you? Why don't you say something to the money God has for you? God has a certain portion of blessing, financial blessing for you. Why don't you say something to it so it'll come into your existence? Why don't you speak it into your existence? God has health for you. What are you doing walking around in a sick body all beaten down? Why don't you start talking to that area and say, no, no. Hey, hey. Bad hip, hey hip. I command you. Come into being normal and be strong. Strong hip. I said strong in Jesus' name. I command you, kidney. Function normal. Be strong in Jesus' name. Cancer, hey cancer, I'm talking to you, you can't live in me, you can't live in me, I say unto you, cancer, remove yourself from me in Jesus' name, remove yourself from me, cancer, in Jesus' name, and go into the depths of the sea in Jesus' name, cancer, you can't stay in my body, cancer, I'm talking to you, you can't kill me, you can't kill me, you can't stay in my body, cancer, you can't stay in my body, you can't stay in my body, confuse mine in Jesus' name, I command you, spirit of confusion, go from me. Jesus' name, spirit of confusion, go from me. I'm talking to you, spirit of confusion. Go from me, spirit of confusion. Go from me. I don't care what it is. If it's not, if it's outside of the abundant life that the Lord Jesus Christ has prepared for you, I'm going to tell you the truth. You have no business with it. 
you have no business putting up with it. You got two or three verses of scripture right here. We'll do away with all the works of hell. Anything ever comes to your house and tries to get on you. Just two or three verses, people. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, memorize the whole Bible. Just two or three verses. Talk to the mountain. You have to talk to it to disappear. Jesus said in Matthew 21, 21. Now listen closely. Now, Brother Norval, Norval, you've been doing this for years, Brother Norval. I've been listening to your tapes and you've been doing this for years, Norval. I've been doing this. I, can't, I want you to do it for me, Norval. Please, you do it for me. See, you come to my house and do it for me. Hey, Brother Norval, can I talk to you after the service? Because I have, I have a neighbor, a man, my, and he, he needs this and he needs that. And he says, oh, I wish you'd come for some time and pray for him. Boy, he needs the devil cast out. I mean, I wish you do it yourself, you old lazy thing. You do it yourself. <laughs> Anything I can do, you can do. Now, Norval, what do you mean by that? Listen closely. Jesus said, Matthew 21, 22, For verily I say unto you, disciples, if you have faith and doubt not, listen closely, listen closely, my brother and sister, you come here this week to learn, listen closely. If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, not only you can curse the fig tree and say, die, and it'll die, but Jesus said, you not only can do that, but he said, not only can do what you've done into the fig tree, but also, boy, I love that also. Glory to God forever. Jesus said, but also, if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea mostly it shall be done if who said by the normal if you said for me it'll be done no <laughs> if you said not me for you if you say it yourself Oh, a me? Are you sure that the Lord will do it for me? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> you mean I can do anything you can do? Yes. <laughs> Anything I can do, you can do. Besides, that's top praying, doubting prayers. Notice verse 22 now, boy. You love this verse. It'll blow your doctrine, but you love this verse anyway. It'll totally, it will blow your doctrine out of the saddle. Like, well, you know, somebody, you know, I know a person did it, and they love the Lord, you know, normal, and they died. Can I tell you about them? No, I don't want to hear it. I know a thousand of them. I could waste years of your life telling you about those cases. But this is what we did. 
Look what Jesus said here in verse 22. Oh my God, you talk about blowing church doctrines and your little funny doctrines you got in your mind. Jesus said, and all things. He said, my Lord, Norval, all things, all things. Norval, there's the S on things. All, all, and things, that covers my case. Tell me about it. Jesus said, in all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Now let me show you how wrong the whole world is. When they tell you stuff like this. Brother Norville, you know what? Uh, you know, I know somebody, Norville, that believed, and I mean, we believed, and they believed, like that woman, you know, she says, oh, we believe, my husband believed, I know the last breath, we believe, and I believe, and, we don't, and, and they didn't get it. Well, see, you didn't get it either, if you believe that. You say, didn't get it? Didn't get what? You didn't get that verse. Let me read it to you again. I may preach you like the woman in Indiana. <laughs> read it to you about five or six times. Till it hits you. Till the light comes on. Everybody say, everybody say, when the light of God comes on, when I'm reading the Bible, I see it. I see it. In all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, Believing, 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 you shall receive. Ah, let me tell you about this case. I know somebody that we prayed, and they prayed, and the church prayed, and lots of people prayed, and we believe, brother, we believe, and they didn't get it. <laughs> Well, I hate to puncture your religious balloon. But there is no such thing as that. Never was. You've been fooled all your life. Your parents have been fooled. Your grandparents have been fooled. Baptists have been fooled. Methodists have been fooled. Presbyterians have been fooled. Or anybody else has been fooled that ever even believes in them. We believed the Lord and we prayed and believed and the Lord didn't do it. Norval, what do you think about that? Well, I think the same thing that Jesus thinks about it. That's what I think about that. <laughs> but no, but I know somebody like that, I'm telling you. I know somebody like that. She's a sweet saint and have church and love the Lord with all of her heart and all of her heart. Honey, you can't judge God's word. You can't judge God by some saint living in your church. It's not fair for you to judge God. Besides that, you ought to know this if you read the Bible. Can a man judge God? Well, brother and sister, you can't judge God. You're just like me. You're not smart enough to judge God. When God says it, believe it. The Lord said, if you believe it, you will receive it. No human being in the world since Adam has ever believed God for something and didn't get it. No human being. 
It's like the Lord told me one time about these feeding programs. That, you know, sometimes we spend thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars upon. Well, thank God for feeding programs. I'm not too hot. It may be out in your case, but I'm not too hot on feeding program in ministry that wants to feed somebody in another nation and let people in their own hometown starve to death. I'm not, if you're not going to be faithful to God, if you're, in my opinion, if you're not going to be faithful to God in your own hometown to reach out to people that has no, nobody to help them, uh, if you don't watch yourself, you're, you, you may be in some kind of money game to raise money. So you have to watch yourself. I'm not your judge, but you have to watch yourself. Because I say that because of this. The Lord told me one time, he said, Son, now listen to this. Not one human being since Adam was made, not one, that's ever died in the whole world of starvation while they were worshiping me. Not one. If Ethiopia bowed down before God tonight and began to worship him, the rains would come and the fruit would come and the vegetables would come and everything would come and the, the curse would be lifted off their grounds. In the whole nation of Ethiopia where the thousands have starved to death, hundreds of thousands, if they, would, if they would return to God which they loved, you know, years ago, Ethiopia loved God years ago. Years ago they loved the Lord. In fact, those sweet Ethiopian people, they would go, they would go, can you believe this? They would walk all the way from Ethiopia into Jerusalem to worship God. To worship God, to worship God, to worship God. And God, the heart of God goes out to people that would go all the way from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to worship God. Did you ever read that in the Bible about when God, when an angel appeared to Philip and says, go down and gaze at the desert? And as an Ethiopian there, I was under the direction and the command of Queen Candace, I believe it was, Candace, the Queen of Ethiopia. And him, and he's walking, and then he says, go up and walk by the chair. And he went up and walked by the chair. And Ethiopian was reading the Bible because the Ethiopian that was carrying in the chair, he worked directly under the Queen. I believe her name was Candace of Ethiopia. And, and Philip says, do you do you read do you understand what you read it? He says, How can I have nobody to explain it to me? But see he loved God. The Bible said he'd been to Jerusalem to worship God. Isn't that something? This goes to show how much God loves a human being. Yes. Now now he goes in Jerusalem to worship God and don't even know him. Right. But he reads the Bible. He he worships God and reads the Bible because he knows it's the right thing to do. Inside of him he knows the right thing to do. Every human being in the world knows it's the right thing to do to worship God and read the Bible. But they do, I, I'm telling you, I guarantee you. I make sure of faith that with every person. Every person in the world knows when they do something wrong. I say, when you do something wrong, you hide. Because you know what's wrong. He says, come up and do it. And Philip went up, explained it to him. He said, well, what should I do? What should I do? You know, he said, well, you can be baptized if you believe, if you believe that the Lord. In other words, died on the cross for you. 
You believe he's born by the Virgin Mary and so forth, and you believe he's coming again? You believe that Jesus is the Son of God? He opened up his mouth and he says, I want to be baptized, and I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And about that time, they passed us some water. And Philip says, okay. He says, all right, if you'll confess it with your mouth. If you'll confess it, if you'll confess Jesus with your mouth, you can be baptized. They stopped the chariot. He says, come down, I'll baptize you. Got him in the water and baptized him in the water. Rose the Ethiopian up out of the water. And all of a sudden, just like your knots disappeared, Jonah, in your room, remember that? All of a sudden, Philip disappeared. Now that's enough to blow your Ethiopian mind. And he came to himself over in another city, in the city, I guess, probably preaching the gospel. Came to himself. God translated him because he obeyed the Lord. Blessed be God forever. Oh, people, it's amazing. It is amazing what God will do for you and me if you open up your mouth and claim your rights in Christ Jesus. The Bible says this to you. God made it refresh and new to me the last Friday afternoon. Teaching the seminar in Cleveland, Tennessee last week. Friday afternoon before I went to the service late, late Friday afternoon. I was in my room reading, glory to God forever. And the Lord God showed me a scripture. All the promises of mine is yours. Tell them, son. All of them. I said, Lord, God help us all, Jesus. I said, Lord, how can I get it across to them? I said, I'm trying to get them to believe in the healing. I said, you see, you say, all the promises of God is yours. Why don't you and me have them? God says, all the promises, the promises in the Bible is yours. You know, you ought to take them away from the devil. Right. If you don't have enough joy in your life, you ought to take it away from the devil. See, the Holy Ghost has joy. Tell me about it. The Holy Ghost will lay you out on the floor and make you laugh. And just laugh, he will laugh through you. And that means get you started on the right track. You say, no, well, I don't want to lay out the little floor in life. <laughs> yes, you do. You just don't know it yet. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> well, I, I want to be healed over, but the Lord has healing power. That's one of his promises. His healing power is yours. Learn this week to keep that healing power surging through your body, running through your body, surging through your body by what you say, by what you say, by what you say. Well, how do you say it, Norval? All right, you've been prayed for probably several times this week. What do I say, Norval? You say, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, I just want to confess that you are my own personal healer. And hey, Jesus, Jesus, you are healing me now. Now when you say that the Lord is healing you now, He is. Amen. But if you don't say He's healing you now, He's not. Now you can get that healing power flowing down through your body for a short period of time if anointing comes on somebody and it flows into you. But even after that, you must say, Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Whatever your fiction is, remove yourself from me. I'm talking to you. Thank you, Lord, because your healing power is flowing down through my body in Jesus' name. Jesus, 
you are healing me now are a miracle. Now listen to me closely, parents. And if you have a child that's lost, get this straight. Just stand up. You look at me, honey. Just stand up. Hold your little hands up. God gave her a miracle from her hands by me doing this. God delivered her off of drugs and saved her soul and delivered her from hell from doing this. You say, and she, she, caught, she, she got it. See, she got it. Now then, sometimes she comes to my house. Or she'll come there. And sometimes she'll come in where I'm at in my room and start to leave. She'll put her head on my shoulder. And she'll say, Daddy, I love Bobby. Just so you know it, Bobby's on her loves you. <laughs> she says, Daddy, I love Bobby. Bobby's good to me, Daddy. I love Bobby. And I love little Lee. And she says, Daddy, I just hate to leave you, Daddy. I love you so much. I hate to leave you, Daddy. And she'll sometimes she'll just start crying. She'll just start crying. And she puts her little head over on my chest like this. And she'll stand there like this with her arms around my neck. And she'll say, Daddy, because, Daddy, your faith saved my life. Daddy, had not been for your faith, I would be dead. And I know I would be dead. And she would be. She'd be dead. Wasn't for speaking and doing what the Lord told me to do to save her life. She'd be dead. But now she stands here, she sets here tonight. And when the service is over, she'll be behind my book table. If she don't go and look at me ever so often, you know what she says? She calls me up. Calls me up one year and says, Daddy, Daddy, please work it out some way. Daddy, I'm going to live with you. She says, Daddy, I get so hungry to sell your books and tapes. As long as I, I don't care what God does with me, Daddy. I go on the road sometimes, the Lord does bless, and I have good services and stuff, Daddy. But she says, that's okay about that part. She says, I, I won't never, I don't care, Daddy, if God blesses me so much with the ministry, I won't never stop selling your books and tapes. She says, because, Daddy, they saved my life. I am, I'm a living example because of your books and tapes and what you teach. She says, the Lord saved my life, Daddy. Do you, Daddy, you understand I'm living because of your faith, Daddy? Because of your faith and because of your confession and because of your faith? Well, I know she is, but I don't tell her that all the time. But sometimes I guess, I don't know, it just hits her, I guess, sometimes. And she don't want to leave. And I said, pat her on top of my head. I say, oh, son, that's okay, honey. And I said, that's okay. That's okay, darling. You're my daughter. I love you. I said, make out for you. That's okay, honey. Going home to Bobby and little Lee. Have a good time. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Everybody say verse 22. Jesus said, In all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Raise your hands toward heaven right now and start praying and asking for something. Right now. Right now. Ask him for it in prayer. Right now. Something you need, ask him for it right now. Raise your hands to heaven right now. Something you need, ask him for it in prayer. Pray. Go to God reverence in prayer and ask him for it. Ask him for it. Don't be afraid to ask him for it. Ask him for it in Jesus' name. Obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now then, what you've asked him for, raise your voice toward heaven and thank him for it. 
Raise your voice toward heaven and thank Him for it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Blessed be the name of the Lord! Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Jesus said, Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. What should I ask him for? Ask him for what you need. 